Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. We come before your holy word. We ask you to please inspire us, lead us, influence us, let your will be done in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, we welcome you and we say we give you full place, full liberties to move by your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated, please. Are you glad you came to church? Right. Um, and ministering about what I call the road to success. And I believe that there is a blessing in this particular message. That is why I'm taking my time to share with you. Psalm 84 verse 11. The Lord God is a sun and a shield. Amen. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. Hallelujah. The Lord wants us to be blessed and to be successful. Some time ago, not very, very long ago, I was walking um, somewhere praying, and then I saw a young man, not a young man, I saw a man in a poverty-stricken situation. And as I looked at some things this man was doing, I wanted to feel sad. And um, just then, the Holy Spirit told me something. And the Holy Spirit told me that there is a reason for everything. Please write that statement down. There is a reason for everything. Amen. There is a reason for everything. I do not believe that Ghana is a poor country. It is not a poor country. Ghana has never been poor and Ghana lacks no intelligence. It's full of intelligent people. Very, very wise people. Very educated. And even those who are not educated have their own type of education. The whole country is blessed with rivers, with lakes, with everything. But there is a reason why we are where we are. And because of that, you know, you will, as you grow, realize that there are reasons why things are the way they are. Some years ago, I saw an elderly man. He was relating or talking to someone who was working for him. And I was wondering, this man is wicked, though. 
Why does he behave like that? But as you go on in life, you realize there are reasons why people do things. When a young lady or a young lady and a young man get married, they will look at somebody maybe who is also married and has a house help in the house, and they wonder, ah, why does the house help keep changing? It's because you are young. But when you grow a bit, and you begin to experience some of the behavior and misbehavior that some people put up, you will understand. But when you are young, you say, oh, no. It's because so-so-and-so is wicked, or so-so-and-so is like this or like that. But ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you, there is a reason for everything that is happening in this world. There's a reason for everything that is happening in our nation. There's a reason why the lights are turned on and off. You know, do you know that during this electricity energy crisis, one of the things I have not felt at all like doing, I mean, when I say, Father, I've not had a burden to pray for rain at all. At all. Because I don't think our problem is rain. Our problem is not rain. Our problem is many other things. I'm sure there's a lot of politics and a lot of things going on in relation to all that must be done for, for, the, for, for, for us to have the energy that we need to have. If the president can hear me, he should hear what I'm saying carefully. Because I know that when he leaves the castle and he comes to work with us in, who are in the real life, he will see things that he doesn't know in the castle. That's the thing every leader doesn't know. I'm a leader, so I know there are things that go on that I don't know. So when I see something, I'll deal with it straight away. Because I know a lot is hidden from my eyes. A lot of things going on. We had a letter from Mamprobi Polyclinic. They say there's a cholera outbreak. Cholera outbreak. Why? They said, oh, the source is here. Here. And so they came to us, oh, please, we want you to finish the toilet. Complete the toilet. I said, oh, cholera outbreak here. There's no, there's no problem with, with uh, you're looking for investors. Come and invest and build toilet. The investors right next door. We are investing. Millions. We finished last year, December. Not last year, December. The year before. The thing is lying there. Old men are falling into gutters. People are going to the toilet and putting the feces all around here. The gutters are choked with feces. And the market is out there. The fly goes from the toilet. Flies are equipped with special hairs. That's why when a fly lands on food, I'll never eat it. If I go even a dinner and I see a fly, God bless you. I'll just drink, I'll just drink mineral, but I won't eat the food. Even my own wedding dinner. Some people think that I'm sorry, but my own wedding lunch, when I went, there were flies I didn't eat. Because I know flies are equipped with special hairs. And when they go and land on something soft and warm and brown, <laughs> and then they come specially equipped to carry whatever they have landed upon, to carry it back to land on your kinky or your fish. I would rather not eat than to eat it. Ladies and gentlemen, there's a reason for everything. It's not because there's nobody who doesn't want to build street lights for Kolegono. We want to build street lights for this whole place. We want to build kiosks for the people at the back there, all their market. We want to bless them, build a community center for them. 
We want to do so much because this is where we are. God has put us here. It's not that there's the, the reason why the place is that it's not because of no money or there's money. It's not because there's nobody to help. There's help. You see, it's the same thing with electricity. I am sure, although I don't know me, I don't know, I'm not a politician, I don't know anything, but I'm sure it's the same thing. I'm sure there's some politics, maybe, they, maybe somebody would have built a dam, but maybe it wasn't from the right political party, or somebody would have built a thermal plant, but he was opposition, so they wouldn't allow, or somebody was coming with this, and they wouldn't allow, and politics everywhere. Because when this problem started, they said, ah, this man is opposition, but I'm not opposition, and they know it. They said it's this, they said it's this, they said it's this. His father is this, his father is, uh, was MPP, his this is that. I said, wow, look at the game they're playing. Turn to somebody, tell the person, there is a reason for everything that is happening. There is a reason for everything that is happening. That is why when I was praying and I saw that poor man in his situation, immediately I was going to feel so God said, there's a reason. Oh. When you go into the background, you find out there's a reason. When you go into it, you find out there's a reason. There is a reason why you will succeed in this life, and there is a reason why you will not succeed. And that's why I'm teaching you about success. And if you do not succeed, don't blame God, don't blame Jesus, blame yourself. Ghana, when I, when I, when I, had, I had a discussion on the radio, I, I wish I could have gone to the station to contribute. But I, this, this, this type of things, I don't believe in them. They were talking about independence. Is independence good? Has, has it helped us? You know, etc. So what is the problem? They were asking, what is the problem? Then they said, oh, the problem is, you know, the colonial mentality. We feel that the white man is better than us. That is why, you know, things are not getting on. I said, my goodness. Do you think that Ghana is not going forward because Ghanaian thinks white people are better? Why do we always behave like Adam and Eve and always pass the blame to somebody else? Let's blame ourselves for a change. Let's put a blame on ourselves. What white man? Even why did, you, why did you allow the white man to colonize you? That's the first time you should blame yourself. And you say, the white, what, what have the white people done? They've gone now, managed or mismanaged. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you something. There is a reason for everything. When you see people who are destitute, my mother was telling me, the Swiss embassy or government donated some computers to one institution. So after some time, she asked me, do I know anybody who knows about computers? I said, oh, I know somebody. I know a lot of computer scientists. Even I know computer scientists who have not been to university who are very good, like Pastor Eddie. She said, oh, they want somebody to go and see those computers that they donated to see how they are faring. Computer donated about a year, about a year ago. So I said, okay. They send the person, and when they got there and they went to see how the computers were being used, would you believe that the computers were still in the boxes? <laughs> would you believe it? The computers, there's a reason for everything. Oh. The computers were, just you understand what I'm saying? They were in the boxes. Sometimes, you see, sometimes we want to blame people. And that's why we have to rise up as Ghanaians and rise up and build our own country ourselves. Let's stop playing games. And stop playing the, 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 the blame game. Blaming this, blaming that, blaming the white man, blaming this, blaming that, blaming this government, blame that. Don't blame the government. You voted them in. Let's stop passing the blame. Amen. Let's blame ourselves. And that's why I'm preaching about success because I believe 
to a large extent, success depends on you and many things that you do. What is success, number one? Success means 12 different things. Amen. Have you got your notes there? Bring your notebook and your Bible to church. All right, number two. Success is not success until it is holistic success. Number three. There are different examples of success to learn from. Number four. There are rules and secrets, principles you must know if you are going to succeed. Number five. Success is first a spiritual thing. Amen. Success is related to spiritual things. You will notice that most prosperous countries, some of the most prosperous countries, are Christian countries or have a very good Christian background. Number six, God wants you to be successful. Number seven, success can be temporary or permanent. Number eight, success has a price. Is that not so? It takes a long time to succeed. The next one is what? Success has a price which you must pay. Turn to somebody as a person, are you paying the price? The next one is what? If you want to be successful, do what successful people do. The next one is what? If you want to be successful, do not do what unsuccessful people do. Amen. Amen. One time I was listening to President, one of the presidents of, the Ameri- of America, and I realized that he had been reading about other American presidents. You see, any field you are in, look at those who are succeeding in that area and try and follow them. Amen. The next one is what? Success depends on strategic associations. Amen. All right. Now, Hebrews chapter 6, verse 12 is a very important verse. It says, Be ye followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Now, when I was teaching, do what successful people do or do not do what unsuccessful people do, this particular scripture was, or I, don't, I don't know if I mentioned it, but it's a very important scripture. It says you should follow people who are inheriting the promises of God. Not everybody inherits the promise of God. So if you find somebody who is inheriting the blessings, the promises, the grace of God, the peace of God, the might of God, the prosperity of God, follow that person. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 12. It says follow people who are doing and inheriting God's promises. Amen. What is the next point? Success depends on connections. No. I will come to that one later. Amen. Success depends. But the next point is success depends on your church and your pastor. Success depends on your church and your pastor. Now, because I am a pastor and I'm a pastor of a church, I'm going to explain this particular point to you in detail because I believe it's a very important point. If you look with me in Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 15, I want you to follow me very closely because I believe that I'm going to show you some very important points there. Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 15 and underline it in your Bible. Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 15. 
Success depends on your church and on your pastor. Now, Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 15, what does it say? It says, and I will give you pastors after my own heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Amen. Now, the type of pastor you have and the type of church you go to really affect who you become, especially if you listen to the word that is being preached over there. Amen. It affects you very much. Irene, did you know that? If you go to a church and they preach prosperity, you will begin to feel that it's okay to prosper. It will have an insidious effect on you. You will come to church and you realize people around are succeeding. I've got to succeed as well. You will look around and see people are driving cars. People are driving the latest cars. People are not afraid to have the latest cars in town. So, I mean, what's wrong with it? Hey, let me also prosper. You will notice that there are some families where everybody went to the university. And there are some families where nobody went to the university. It's because when the first one doesn't go to university, the second one also doesn't go to university, and it's like the third one doesn't go. Like we all don't go to university. So university is not something that we go to. But you realize that when one of them starts going, they realize that it's in the family. You realize that all those who are associated with that family or in that family try to go to the university. Now, in the church, first of all, you have the church and the environment, the type of people. You see, in a church, let me say there are many advantages of being in a church. In a church, you can find jobs. In a church, you can find connections. You can find people to relate with. Whether you like it or not, it's real. The lodge members do it. When they meet each other, I remember one time I was walking in London with my father, and uh, he met somebody, and he did some sign. Who? Something. You know, and then the man didn't catch what he was saying. He just, he did a sign again. The man didn't catch He said, oh, are you not a Freemason? And the man said, oh, I'm not a Freemason. And, and I realized that, you see, the lodge members, they have their own signs. And when they meet each other anywhere in the world, they just make the sign, and then they know it's them. I am sure when they are, you know, at important places, and you go there, and the man makes the sign. He said, this is one of the brothers. And then he makes the sign, and then that is it. And it's a reality. If I'm giving out a job or a contract, I'll look for my church members first. If I don't find my own church member to do it, I'll find somebody else to do it. But first, I go internally. Everything is internal. I believe in staying internal. That's my policy. If you work for me, you work well, I can work with you. If you don't work well, I'll delete you. Amen. That's, that's what I believe in. So everybody, you know, I believe in the church can do well. Now, a church affects you because you meet people. Amen. Those in the government, you find out that they know themselves. <laughs> they know themselves from school. They know themselves from university. They know themselves from somewhere. In a church, you find people to marry. You find people who are marriageable. You may find your kind, as somebody said. As a person next to you, is your kind in the church? Somebody said, my kind is not in the church. Okay. <laughs> Amen. Now, when the pastor preaches, Romans chapter 10 verse 17 says what? No, you, right here. I forgot your name. You told me your name last time. Bernard, what's your name? Ed, what's your, sorry, you told me your name. Romans 10, 10 verse 17. For a price. You can't remember. Your sister. 
You can't remember. Oh, you would have won a prize. Romans 10.17. You can't remember. 10.17. Oh, Christians. 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 I feel... Huh? Christians. Romans 10.17. But you've checked. And you are raising up your hand. What, what's in Romans 10.17? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. One of the things in a church is you have faith. You hear the word and as you keep hearing, you have faith. And as you have faith, you rise up and you possess what you are supposed to possess. Amen. If I had not heard some of the things I am hearing and I have heard, I will not be where I am today. I can assure you of that. Amen. What you hear, I tell you, it's important. That's why I'm preaching prosperity. Because I realize that we need to rise up. And I'm not preaching prosperity by only saying, give money, give money. God will prosper you, give money. I'm preaching prosperity by saying that you must actually do some practical things to prosper. Amen. Because God wants to bless you. God wants to, to, to take you out. I believe that we, we can be in Ghana. Most of us will not leave Ghana. We'll be here. And we will prosper here. And as I keep telling you, you begin to believe. I'm happy when people come and tell, Pastor, show me. This is my keys. Car keys. This is my house. And I believe in building houses. One of the keys to succeeding in life is to believe God to build a house. There are some people who can build houses, but don't build houses. But from what I tell you, and I preach to you, one brother came to tell me, he said, Pastor, you came to, to us. I had a meeting with them, and I asked them, how many of you have built houses in Ghana? This was abroad. I said, build a house. What are you doing here? How many years have you lived here? You live abroad. What are you doing? Build a house. And the brother comes up to me and said, Pastor, these are the keys. Because of what you said, I have built a house. It is completed. I want to say thank you very much because of the wisdom that you spoke to me. Houses are not built, turn to Proverbs 24, houses are not built by, by, with money. Houses are built with wisdom. And Pastor Matthew also needs some money to build a house. Proverbs 24, verse 3. Everybody should look at this verse. Go and ask my father-in-law. My father-in-law has built many, many houses in his lifetime. This is something that he says. I don't know whether he's using this scripture, but he says it. That we build houses with wisdom, not money. Wisdom. Proverbs 24, verse 3. It says, through wisdom is a house builded. <laughs> builded. Are you there? And by understanding it is established now go on verse 4 and by knowledge shall the chambers be filled with all precious and pleasant riches what are some of the precious and pleasant riches that can be in your house Isaac what gold plates hey and you washing machine and what else microwave oven and what else? Generators. Pleasant riches. Pleasant riches. Uh-huh. What else? 
Precious riches. I know you sell a lot of pre- jacuzzi. Great. How many want to have a jacuzzi? We all learned about jacuzzi recently. Some of us, we didn't know it existed. <laughs> what else can be in your house? Precious and pleasant riches. How does it come? With a lot of money, isn't it? That's what the Bible says. With a lot of money, you shall have all your, uh, the rooms in your house filled with nice things. Isn't it? With money. Pardon? With what? Knowledge. Swimming pool. Italian marble. Yes. Gold chandeliers. Come on. You're talking now. Christians, open your eyes. What are the pleasant riches that... Furniture from Fenat. Wow. Carpet from Iran. Built-in kitchen. Silver crockery. Wow. 52-inch TV. (laughs) CD players with pieces. Yes. What? Bank and Olufsen stereo. What you talking, man? Bowl speakers. There are things in the world, though. Yes. Paintings. Rolls Royce. Your house, your house rooms. One of the rooms in your house is a garage. What else can be in your garage? Z class. Z1. Hey. BMW Z1. Cabaradolos. <laughs> Jeep. Lincoln Town Car. All right. Some people are saying, man, me, all these things are kind of me. I don't, okay, don't like it. You just be there. You just be there. We who like it, we take it, okay? Yeah, yeah. You don't like it, it's okay. It's okay. What other pleasant riches can be there? Satellites. Share. People have things, so. Mnet. Mnet is not good, it's not proper. (laughs) Yes. Flowers. Expensive flowers, like the ones. What? Laser disc. What do they use it for? Musical. Wow. Laser disc. What? Lift. A lift in your house to go upstairs and downstairs. Hey, my sister. Come on, give me five. What? (laughs) Sure. People are not joking. (laughs) Uh, What's your name? Victoria. And bite. This one, the ultimate. To have a lift in your house. <laughs> Nokia communicator. What is that? Telephone. You can send fax and email. Wow. And what else? PCs, computers. It comes by money, isn't it? It comes by what? By what? Knowledge. And where do you get a lot of knowledge from and wisdom? 
From where? We read it in Jeremiah. A pastor after God's heart will give you wisdom and understanding. Wisdom and understanding from the word of God. The wisdom and understanding that I have is from the word of God. It's not from me. I don't, I don't read philosophy books. I don't read, you know, kind of this type of philosophy. And No, I don't, I don't, read, I, I don't read those things. I read, I read Christian books and the Bible. Amen. And, and I get the principles that I'm operating by from the Bible. And I'll tell you, God told me when we came here. Look, you people don't know. When we were buying this church, this building from Captain. We had 240,000 CDs in our bank account. We bought this building from Captain Cinema. They charged us, that's our lawyer there, 37.5 million CDs. We bargained and reduced it to 35 million. At that time, the dollar was 350 CDs to $1. That means that 35 million at that time was $100,000. In today's price, today's money, we're about 230 million CDs. We had to pay all that money, we had to pay half. And at that time, you can ask those who were around. Ask them. Ask them. We had never seen one million CDs in the bank before. We had 240,000 CDs. And we started. Percy, do you remember? We came here when there was a ball. And I brought my own sister-in-law here when we, when we came here. I brought her here with the architect. When she came, she made her nose like that. Mm, what place is this? Mm. I was almost discouraged, but I decided not to mind her. <laughs> mm, what place are you buying? Mm, are you sure? Mm. No roof. Nothing. No walls. No, do, to, there was some funny toilet here. Cinema. You have no idea. No stage. No basement. No balcony. Nothing. We didn't rent an office. We moved into the control room for the um, operator. That was our office. But we didn't impress. There are many people I meet who say, you've come up very quickly. You have succeeded very rapidly. But they don't know. It's not true. I have not succeeded very rapidly. I've succeeded over a long time. It's not true. Because you didn't know me. Because when I was in the control room at my office, you were not there. You didn't see me there. I converted my father's horse stable into a church office. We're meeting in Warwick's stable and uh, Unoport, and uh, uh, and we started. I will never forget asking Pastor Steve. I said, Steve, how much money do we have in the bank? He said, two hundred and forty thousand. Can we do it? Thirty-five million. Can we do it? He said, Yeah. And at that time, it's not a church like this. Oh, the church didn't have. I was the only member in the church who had a car. And my car was a Renault 4. So you can see where we were. You know Renault 4, push and pull. Push and pull. <laughs> Trombone, okay. Nobody had a car. Most of the people were students. Nothing. But here we are today. Pastors tell me, say, everybody have a lot of money. Hey, a lot of money. It's not that. It's not, it's not. Look, I am, one thing I'm sure of is that our income is not like some other churches' income. In terms of, look at the people, many young people. This service where there are older people. But the, the other service, children. Somebody was saying the choir is full of children. Somebody wanted to move the children out of the choir. I said, no. Let the children be in the choir. And that's what we have. Choir is a cross section of the church. 
Someone said, want to make a youth choir? Want to make a youth choir? Then the church is a youth group. That's what we are. And we've come up. And we don't have any income from anywhere else. This is our income. This is our church. It is by wisdom. God told me, if you are wise and you count your pennies, you can go very far. We wrote to millionaires and asked them, give us money. And they all said, hey, light what? You said the church is called what? Light what? Ah, oh, I see. Nobody helped us. I am telling you this, not to say the lighthouse is great, but to tell you that you too, eh, you can become very, very great in this life if only you'll be wise. If only you'll be wise. And when I tell you that your prosperity depends on your church and on your pastor, it's very real. Turn to Second Chronicles chapter 20. Second Chronicles. You know where Second Chronicles? Just after Corinthians, you move to Chronicles. Have you found it? Page 527. Okay. And they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Taqwa. Are you there with me? Second Chronicles 20 verse 20. Are you there? Alright. Taqwa is my wife's name. Ami Taqwa. Okay. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah! And ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Believe his prophets, so shall you prosper. Am I reading the Bible? I'm reading my own ideas. The man of God stood up and said, believe in the Lord your God, so that you will be established. Believe God's word. Believe the word that is coming to you. You see, I've realized that people don't believe the word. When God says, if you give, it shall be given unto you. People don't believe it. That's why people don't give. That is why more than half of us sitting here have not paid our first and best this month. And may not pay it. Because we don't believe it. But I believe it. That's why people don't give. When you see a beggar, you don't give. When you see somebody in need, you close your, you, you clamp your fist. That's why people don't help other people. That's why people don't give offerings. Anytime they are giving, they are very stingy. There are many people who are so stingy, I'm strong. I always praise Nana Konedo Ajima Rollins for, for one thing. For doing what? What did she do? She, had, she gave golden tree chocolate to Japan. I have a book in my house. It shows the wealth of all the different countries in the world. Everything. World book. Japan. After the economies of the world, the biggest economy is America, followed by Japan. Rich, 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 rich. And Japan is a little island. <laughs> America is a big continent. And Japan is a small island. And they are so rich. And we gave them golden tree chocolate to help them in their earthquake. There are people who feel, I don't have much. I'm too poor. But there are people who are giving. And because they are giving, God is also giving them back. Giving them back. That's why there's no window here, no door, and there's no door here. Because we want the air to come in this way and go out. If you close the doors here and close the windows, even just on one side, the air will stop flowing. When it comes here, it doesn't flow out. 
The principle of being blessed is to be able to receive and to continue to give. It must come in like this and it must go out and come in. When it goes out, more will come. 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 As soon as you close the fist, close the pocket, close the door, say, it no more, no more, no more, no more, no more. Go I'm giving too much. Let it stop. The river stops flowing. God said, ah, I'm looking for somebody to pass some million, million cities through to bless somebody in my, I've got some my child that I want to bless. I've got some my church that I want to bless. I was looking for somebody to pass some millions through so that he will be a blessing. But it seems this guy feels that he's giving out too much. So I think, okay, I'll just move to somebody else. Is there anybody here who is ready to receive some millions so that it can pass through your hand and you can be blessed? Raise up your hand and receive your blessing right now. And here it comes. God is looking for people to use. What is the use of money? What's the use of money? Money is useless. Tomorrow they can announce that all 5,000 cities are, are useless from, from, from now. Anybody who has 5,000, you bring it to the bank. And what will you do? As you come to church, God speaks to you. Believe in God, Pastor Johnny. Pastor, to believe, believe his prophet. Before this generator crisis, I told some businessmen, I said, but deal in generators. Before, I didn't, I didn't even know that there was going to be a generator crisis. There are many times I operate like a prophet, but I don't know. I'm, I'm not a prophet per se, but I operate many times like a prophet. Sometimes I'm, even sometimes I'm preaching, I hold you, I touch you, I talk to you. Sometimes I'm speaking prophetically. Sometimes it's joking. I just say, do something. I went for a meeting with one of our pastors who is a prophet. He told me he was going to employ somebody. I said, I, said, I asked him, who is the person? I said, don't employ that, don't employ that guy. Don't employ him. And I gave him some reasons. And he said, oh, are you sure? I said, he's a prophet. Are you sure? I said, I'm sure. Don't employ him. Don't employ him at all. If you employ him, you have problems. So he went and he had a dream. In the dream, he saw some people chasing him to attack him. And one of the people who was coming to attack him was this guy who he was about to employ. So he called me and said, I said, ah, okay. The Lord has also spoken through that way. But I have also spoken through another channel. Because although I may not come through a vision and a dream and a vision or, or some kind of supernatural whatever, there's a certain wisdom that the Lord has given me to stand in the position that I'm standing and to see things that I have to see. And when I speak certain things, I'm speaking under the action of the Spirit of God. Amen. That's why God is saying, believe in God so that you'll be established. Many of us need establishment. We have rented houses for too long. We have stayed in people's houses for too long. Our businesses have been shaky for too long. God wants to establish you. Some of us have been uncertain for too long. We, we are, it's as if we are still going to school. But God wants to take you out of uncertainty and bring you into certainty. There are some of us who are not sure how things will be next tomorrow or next year. We are doing business, we are doing business, we are doing business. But the establishment is not there. There is established business and there is unestablished business. And God wants to take you from non-establishment to establishment. For some of us, it's like we are beginning, we are beginning, we are beginning. But God wants to take us to a point where we are established. And one of the ways is if you believe in the Lord your God. Pastor, believe in the Lord your God. Proverbs chapter 4, let me show you more. Verse 1. Hear ye children, the instruction of a father. (laughs) Attend to no understanding. I'm telling you that success depends on your... Church, your pastor, and sometimes your father, your pastor is speaking like a father. He's speaking the wisdom of God. He's speaking instructions from God. 
Hear ye children the instruction of a father and attend to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine. Forsake ye not my law. For I was my father's son, tender and only beloved in the sight of my mother. He taught me also and said unto me, Let thine heart retain my words. Keep my commandments and live. Verse 5. Get wisdom. Everybody say, get wisdom, get wisdom, get wisdom, get wisdom. Turn to somebody say, get wisdom, get wisdom, get wisdom, get wisdom, get wisdom. Get understanding. Forget it not. Neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. Verse 7. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. Get wisdom. With all thy getting, get understanding. Are you seeing that? With all your getting, get what? Did we not read in Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 15? I'll give you pastors out of my own heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. And here the man is saying, get understanding is the principal thing. Exalt her and she shall promote thee. Verse 8. She shall bring thee to honor. When thou dost embrace her, she shall give to thine head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory shall she deliver unto thee. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3. My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments for length of days, long life and peace shall they add to thee hallelujah let not mercy verse 3 forsake thee mercy and truth bind them about thy neck write them upon the table of thine heart so shall thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of god and man hallelujah verse 7 verse 7 be not wise in thine own eyes fear the lord and it shall be it shall be what? It shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. Verse 9. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. So that what? Thy bands shall be filled with plenty and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter 2. Verse 1. My son, if thou will receive my words and hide my commandments with thee. Verse 2. Proverbs 2. two. Please, let's all read it. Nobody should be too known in the church. Let's all read. Don't be too known. You don't know. You see, this is the very thing that keeps us from succeeding. I'm, I'm not looking at it. I'm reading my Bible. I'm looking at the Bible. I can feel that some people are not reading. Verse 2, so that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom and apply thy heart to understanding. Yea, if thou criest after knowledge and liftest up thy voice for understanding, if thou seekest her as silver and searchest for her as for hid treasures, then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Amen. Hallelujah. It goes on, it goes on and on and on. And the whole of Proverbs, especially the early chapters, are telling us how we have to get wisdom. 
Ladies and gentlemen, I tell you, prosperity depends on your church. It depends on your pastor. It depends on the wisdom that you are receiving day in and day out. Even honesty. Honesty. Truth. I heard one of my church members was in jail. For stealing a whole lot of money. So wow. I mean, he used to stop coming to church. So wow. You see, if he was to be in church and to be hearing the word of God, he may not do what he did. And today he'll be working as a free man. Are you there or you've gone home? Amen. The next one is success depends on building for yourself a good name. And I'm just going to end with this point because our time is up. You need to build for yourself a good name. Amen. Look at Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 1. A good reputation. A good name is rather to be chosen than great riches. And loving favor rather than silver and gold. <laughs> Are you there? Are you looking for it? Proverbs chapter 22, verse 1. Build for yourself a good name, Pastor Kojolinse. What you need is a good reputation. You need people. You see, in life, people will say good things about you or bad things. Amen. There are some things you cannot help. But there are some things you can help, Betty. Yeah. There are some things you can help. But there are some things you can't help. For instance, like when you are doing the work of God, people have all sorts of negative things to say about you anyway. That's why that is part of Christianity. But there are things that you can help to build for yourself a good name. When somebody wants to marry you, and I'll tell you, brothers, don't just look at the beautiful face of a sister and say, I'm going to marry her. Ha! There is more behind the beautiful face. When I see people at wedding these days, I smile. I say, hey, Charlie, it looks so nice and so peaceful and so beautiful. But there's more to it than just that. Many of the pretty faces are hiding behind them tigers and lions. Perhaps you want to get married, my brother, my sister, find a good, a, a nicely recommended brother or sister. It's also by recommendation. Somebody we can recommend. There are some people we can't recommend. There are some people in the choir I can't recommend. There are some of you in the choir I can't recommend you. And there are some in the choir I can also recommend. A good name may be the difference between good and evil. How, somebody asked me, how did I become a member of Church, Church Growth International? It's a, one of a very prestigious organization to be a part of. How did I get onto such a board? The people that are, I'm, I'm relating with, I mean, they are seniors, first of all, and then very international. This uh, Billy Joe Dottie's crusader, I met him on the board. And it was because I was on the board. He said, oh, this is a member of the board. I mean, at once, it's like, this must be a proper person. A good name. If you want to know, a good name. Because somebody has to really have a good feel that you are doing well. Not even just doing well, but have a good, you know that you have a really good name. Don't spoil your good name. 
Turn to somebody, say to the person, don't spoil your good name. Tell the person, don't spoil it overnight. Amen. Some people spoil their good names with quarrels. Quarrels some characters. Build for yourself a good reputation. Jojo, it will help you. When you are leaving your workplace to another, don't, don't go with anger. Yesterday I came for a wedding here. The person, normally I don't attend, normally I don't attend weddings. Wedding, I don't attend weddings. I'm beyond attending weddings. There are a lot of things that I, I mean, I don't, I don't do them. Not because I don't want to. I love to do it, but I just don't have the time to do it because of what all the other things I have to do. I was at the wedding. I officiated that, that wedding. There were many other people here. My own mother was here. My uncle was here and so on. And the person who was getting married was someone who used to be a driver for us. And I asked, I was telling Reverend Saki, because I, I, was, I was once talking with Bishop Duncan Williams, and we, we, we were, we were, he was, uh, the archbishop came to Accra and went to some church in some corner somewhere in town. And the bishop was, was telling me, he said that the reason why the archbishop has come to that church is not because of money, it's not because of that church is big, it's not because of, but because of relationship. And the reason why I was at that wedding, and why I, I, I wanted to be at that wedding, and I had to be at that wedding, was because of relationship. That guy, we've known him for years. He has been, everybody that he has been, we don't have any problem with him. That's why we were there. Don't, don't spoil your good name for, 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 for nothing. People, people say, ah, ah, I'm going to, I'm going to get, I'm going to do another, I'm going to get another job. Ah, useless place, ah, I'm going, I'm going to another church, I'm going to another place, I'm not working here. Why? Okay, go, but don't spoil your name. You may need to refer. You see, when the sun shines on NBC for some time, the earth turns around and it shines on NPP. It's a proverb. Mark my words. When you are going up the ladder, climbing the mountain, don't be nasty to all the people you meet on the way up. Knocking people said, you, get out. Don't you see I'm promoted? Down there. Get down. Can't you see my new car? Oh, down there. I'm up. You are down. Your face, your mouth, your teeth. And you are going up. Hey, remember that when you are coming down, the same people you meet them. <laughs> you meet all the people you knock. Oh, remember you knocked me when you were going up? Come and let me knock your head too. <laughs> you see That's for your good name. Maintain a good name. I believe in maintaining relationships. Have a good name. Just have a good name. Have a good name. Don't spoil your name. Your name may help you out one day. I say your name may help you out one day. Your good name may help you out one day. When you have nothing else. The Bible says good name is better than money. For there are things money cannot buy. But your name may buy. There are times only your name will be mentioned. And because your name is mentioned, things will begin to work. The Bible says, at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. In fact, a good name is so precious that when God decided to give Jesus a big present for all the good work he had done on earth, he just gave him a good name. <laughs> he gave him a powerful name. He said, so that God has highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every name. So that at the name Jesus, every knee should bow and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. 
That was the present that God gave to Jesus. After all the good work that he did, a good name. A name which everybody responds to. There are many people who use President Rawlings' name to do things in town. The president says this. The president says, no, the president hasn't said. Because a name is powerful. And there are people who also use my name. Bishop said this. When Bishop didn't say. A good name is one of the keys to succeeding in this life. Your hands. Thank God for helping you to succeed, to make it, to do well. Help, tell God, help me to keep my good name. Thank God for your church, for your pastor. Success depends on your pastor, your church, the environment you are in. It greatly affects what you are, what you become, and what you do not become. It's a fact of life. Just begin to thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Ramana Shakabarandali Barababari. Oh, Jesus. Bless your people, Lord. Let them go forward and succeed. Let them make it. Let them have good names, Lord. Help them not to destroy their good reputations, Lord, everywhere they are. Help them to know and understand that wisdom, by wisdom a house is built. And by knowledge the rooms and chambers can be filled with precious riches. Pleasant things. Bless you, Lord Jesus. Come on, give the Lord some praise. Give the Lord some thanks. Thank the Lord that he wants you to succeed. He wants you to be blessed. It's God who wants you to be blessed. God who wants you to be encouraged. Standing to your feet, everybody. Come on. Because of what the Lord has done. Give you thanks, give thanks with a grateful heart. We give you thanks, we give you thanks, Lord. Give thanks, give thanks, As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, maybe somebody invited you to church today. But in your heart, you know, listen to me, success begins by knowing Jesus as your Savior. Maybe deep in your heart, you know that you are not a Christian. You want to give your heart to God. You want to serve Jesus. You want to say, Pastor, pray for me. I want to give my life to God. I want to serve God. I want to serve the Lord Jesus. Maybe you know in your heart that between you and God, things are not correct. But today you want to say, Lord, 
I want to straighten everything and I want to be your servant from today. If you are here like that, just lift up your right hand wherever you are and I'm going to pray with you. Lift it up high. God bless you. Lift it up high. You want to say, Pastor, I want to give my heart to God and I want to serve him from today. I want to be a born again Christian from today. Lift it up high. God bless you. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. Lift it way up high in the sky. Pastor, pray for me. I want to give my life to Jesus today. God bless you. God bless you. There is a lady here. God is telling me he wants you to be saved. If you are wondering, should I lift up a hand? Should I not? God is saying, today is your day. Lift up your hand and give your life to Jesus. God bless you. All those who have lifted up your hands, come to me in the front here and I'm going to pray with you. Come, 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 come from where you are standing. Come. God bless you. Come. God bless you. I can see some of you are going to be great men and women of God. God bless you. God bless you. I want to give my life to Jesus. Pastor, pray for me. Pastor, pray for me. I want to give my heart to God. There's room. Come to Jesus. God bless you. God bless you. Come to Jesus. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Keep clapping for them. Keep clapping for them. Hallelujah. Leons have come. There's still room. There is still room for one. Yes. Yes, there is pray all you in front here say this prayer with me say lord jesus today is my day today is my day i humble myself i give my heart to jesus lord jesus come into my heart write my name in the book of life from today i am yours and you are mine i take you as my personal savior thank you father thank you father thank you father for receiving me in jesus name amen hallelujah put your hands together for them god bless you for listening to this message visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.